like to take our text tonight from Second uh, Corinthians 5.17. If you come Sunday morning, you see that on the both screen there, uh, every Sunday morning. Second uh, Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Our Redeemer is faithful and true. Do you believe that? Man, He is faithful and true. You know what? Every Sunday morning when I read that, I just see, look at that screen. Um, just reading that verse, just remind me, you know, again, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, old things are passed away. So, you know, every time I read that part, it says old things are passed away. Well, what are some old things that passed away? You know, looking back, growing up, you know, I wasn't such a bad kid, you know, too much and stuff like that. But there are old things that um, all of us have, you know, it doesn't matter how good we think we are or grew up in a Christian homes, but we all have things that need to pass away. You know, some of those old things are you know, bad habits, bad languages, bad actions, bad attitudes, bitterness in, bitterness in life, or just dissatisfaction in life, discontentment. Even now, you know, I don't have enough of this, I don't have enough of that, or why is this person have it more than I do, or why is this person you know, living a better life? Just all those things. Those are uh, old things, things that you should not be, that have in your life if you are a new creature in Christ. You know, when I was a um, uh, graduate from college, I, I was working in uh, financial industry. I was doing loans and some other things. Uh, I always have a, a lot of time. There's customer, repeat customer who always come every six months or sometimes three months. Um, yearly, they would come and borrow some more money and ask for a loan. And after a while, they would ask, say, you know, Roth, how, man, how do I get out of this rut? Um, you know, I always have to come and borrow more and more from you and my debt keep getting higher. I, you know, I usually, a lot of time I tell them, I said, well, it's a lifestyle change. You need to change your lifestyle. If you keep doing the same thing, all you're doing is just building up more debt, carrying a heavy burden. You need to sacrifice something if you want to change this lifestyle, if you don't want to keep on borrowing, if you don't want to go uh, deeper in debt. So it's a lifestyle uh, change. It's a sacrifice. So basically putting death to a certain thing. Like uh, especially nowadays too, um, that's... When we become a new creature in Christ, we have to die to ourselves. I mean, I don't want to see any hand, but if I ask, hey, who, who's here want to die? No, nobody here wants to die, right? So that's what being alive in Christ is. You have to put to death your old self. If you don't, you can't be a new creature in Christ. Yeah. So, uh, so when we become new, we have to put away all, all these things, all the bad habit, all the new attitude. But um, the old things pass away. Now, again, you have to receive or pray through salvation to, to receive that uh, 
experience that God gave us as you hear in testimony tonight. You know, um, I hear testimony, you know, one of the, the testimony I remember hearing or just when I moved to Portland, I uh, uh, appreciate hearing is when Brother Earl testified when he got saved, you know, God took all that, you know, smoking. I guess he's smoking since he was 10 years old. I mean, uh, wow, that's uh, kind of young to start uh, that bad habit. I don't know who made him or influenced him to do that, but wow, that's all I can say. And then I even heard Brother Daryl you know, testify recently about his language, that God took that away uh, when salvation came into his life. And again, there's a lot. All of you have different experience that God took away uh, to display his power, his love for you when you come to salvation. And I know some of you heard my testimony before. One of the things that, that I realized when I got saved or when uh, salvation come to me, when I gave my life to Christ, was um, uh, these dreams, the nightmare that I had. You could call it PTSD, you know, when I first came to America. Almost weekly, probably sometime a couple of nights in a row, I would have the same nightmare over and over from what I seen, from what I experienced as a young child growing up running and seeing all kind of horrible stuff that uh, most kids shouldn't see. So uh, when I finally gave my life to Christ, you know, uh, God took that those nightmares away. I didn't realize it right away until uh, one day I said, you know what? I haven't had these dreams. I haven't had these nightmares, you know, since I got saved. So that was the, the power that God displayed in my life when I came into salvation. I'm sure all of you have the same story, same testimony about that. So uh, he took that away, and I'm, I'm thankful every time, like I say, when I go to bed, I said, man, I'm glad I don't have those uh, nightmare those anymore. Uh, praise God for that. Again, the gospel is about Jesus Christ. He is faithful, and, um, and the gospel is about him and only him. It's not about us. It's not about what we want to do that make us feel good or make us feel right. Um, it's not about we are the center of the universe, yeah. the world. When we come, become a new creature in Christ, God is the center of our life. He is the center of our universe. Yeah. Roman 12, 2 says, uh, And be not conformed to this world, but ye be transformed by... Transformed by renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, we heard on Tuesday night a little bit about, you know, the enemy, Satan. You know, the first thing that the enemy attacks you, all of us, is our mind. You know, because uh, he knows our weaknesses very well, very well. Okay. He studied you. He followed you around. And um, he'll always try to get you to fall. Again, that's why he attacks the mind first. Um, he wants to um, to you know find out what uh, what what makes you weak, and and then uh, through media, what you see, what you do, what you listen to at work and stuff like that. So he put those thoughts and you know, or what somebody's talking about or gossip or anything. And when he puts that in your mind to attack uh, uh, that in your mind. But you know what Paul in Second Corinthians tells us that 
in Second Corinthians ten five, he said that we have to take our mind captive. What does that mean? You know, if you're being taken captive, you're being held prisoner. So we have to take our mind captive from what's being what we are being exposed to. Now, you can't help for being exposed to what all this our surrounding our environment. You know at work or what we listen to or sometimes we have to listen to the news or watch the news or the media and things will come and you're trying to uh the devil will use that and try to uh, confuse you and uh tempt you to fall but again we have to take our mind captives we have to give it to god and that's why in our sunday school class i i try to encourage my student to always memorize you know scriptures because uh when the devil tried to use anything to our, to embed in our minds, uh, scripture is the best thing to repel against those attacks. And, uh, so if he knows our weaknesses, we have to locate and understand and know our weaknesses so we can build a barrier in our lives, uh, against the enemy of our soul. And we have to uh, build a barrier in our homes, in our environment that will protect us from people, places, things, and uh, that pull us away from God. But we want to protect uh, our self so we wouldn't be pulled away toward the world and away from God. You know, we want to change the environment that we are in. We don't want the environment to change us. And, uh, you know, we build, of course, all of you know, I'm not saying anything new or I haven't heard before. We built these barriers by, of course, reading the Bible, studying God's word through prayers, fellowship with one another, especially with Christian. And for young people, that's uh, the most important thing. You have to fellowship with those who are like-minded, those who are in Christ, because if not, you are going to be drawn away from God, you know, toward the world, because that's what the enemy of our soul do. And uh, we have to encourage one another in Christ. And being in church, you know, I was thinking that a lot, you know, when Brother Larry and, you know, Sunday night, when Brother um, uh, Gary also mentioned about, you know, going to church, being in church. You know, a lot of the time I was thinking, you know, being in church, it shouldn't be a secondary option. Uh, coming to church, I mean, I don't think anybody would regret saying, you know, oh, I wish I shouldn't be in church on Tuesday night or something. Look, our church, I'm thankful we talk sometime at work. Uh, you know, our organization or especially or at Portland Church, we have four services a week. Um, imagine... If you're only coming Sunday morning, I mean, that's only 25% of the, the time that you could be in church. Would you like it if you only eat 25% of the food for the week? Or how about if you only get paid, you go work for the whole week and get paid only 25% of your salary? Same thing with uh, this, uh, you know, come to, we have four services. Again, I'm not trying to uh, convict or anything like that. I would just think this is more for myself. Also, and for my family, uh, we make it a habit because we want to teach and encourage our children that coming to church is to be fed 
to be filled, to be encouraged, and to encourage others in our walk with Christ. And that's the only way that we can get, uh, grow stronger and stay stronger with one another. I mean, if, you know, it will only come in 25%, what are we doing with the other 75% of the time that we should be here? Uh, I'm not talking about when you're sick and afflicted, you can't come, but don't let church be a, a secondary option. You know, I'll come when I feel like it or well, it's a Tuesday or Friday. You know, I'll come Sunday when everybody else is coming too. Don't you need to be fed and all those uh, other days also, other time? I do. Yeah. But again, you know, temptation, you know, when, when you lose the battle in the mind, when the, the devil attacks us, the battle move to the body. And then when you lose the battle in the body, uh, the body becomes a slave to those habits. And uh, Ephesians 6.12, let me read that real quick, see if I can find. I've been practicing on how to open my Bible during my sermon, so it's not like an awkward silence for a long time. Um, so Ephesians 6, um, chapter 12, you know, Paul mentioned also says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the ruler of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Again, it's just not against the flesh and the body, but against the wickedness, the spiritual power, Satan and his uh, minions of this world. See, when he tempts us, again, temptation starts with the mind, at the mind. Temptation is soliciting to do evil. It's soliciting to disobey God and God's way. Uh, again, Satan is crafty. He'll do that. But if, you, if you're not um, diligent and alert, that thoughts, that temptation, it will attract you. And then, um, it, the, then the temptation become a habit. And then the habits become a sin. And the sin, you know, again, will lead to death. Because that's what he did to Eve, right? I mean, first, he questioned, uh, he taught, when he spoke to Eve, he questioned God's word. He said, you know, Eve, did God really say that? And then he denied God's word. He said, nah, you're not going to die. You'll live forever. And then he substitute, substitute his own truth. He said, you're going to be like God. That's why God doesn't want you to eat this fruit. He tried the same thing with Jesus Christ. But you know what the difference is? Jesus used scriptures yeah, to battle him off. And he's going to do the same thing to you. He's going to say, is, is that really in the Bible? Did God really say that? Are you sure? You know, if you're not sure, read the Bible. If somebody says something that you know is questionable or if you have a doubt, go read the Bible. Don't just take their word for it. They said, oh, well, he's intelligent or she's intelligent or this person on the media is an intelligent person. No, go read the Bible yourself. Study the context of it because there's many people out there that use scripture out of context just to try to uh, justify their own cause. A lot of people do that. Many, many people do that. And it's a trick of the devil. So again, he's going to do that to you. And then he's going to tell you, to, you know, well, it's not really God's word. 
So he'll try to convince you, say, hey, you know, you're not going to die. It's okay to do that. It's okay to just take one step to the left, right? Soon, it's a sin. Then he said, you know what? You're not going to die. You do this because you deserve it. Because you are the center of your universe. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be great. You deserve to be wealthy. You deserve to be the smartest. And that's what he tried with Eve. And again, Eve fell. And he's going to do that to you. No, don't believe that. If we are a new creature in Christ, Christ is the center of our universe. Nobody else, nothing else, nothing in this world. And you have to believe that. If you don't, you will fail. You're going to fall. Okay. Because um, <clears throat> he attacks the mind to appeal to our flesh. Okay. He will try to convince you, like you heard before, that, hey, your way is better. God way, it's too hard. It's too difficult for you. Let's not try it. Let's do one step at a time. No, it's not difficult. Because God gives you the strength and the power. With God, anything, all things are possible. Okay? Look, during this pandemic, the world thinks that, man, this thing is uh, horrible. It's the greatest, well, it's one of, it's a bad disease. It's going to kill everybody off and everybody need to do this, need to do this. But sin is the greatest disease in all human history since Eve, uh, since Adam and Eve, you know, it, it's the most infectious disease in the world. You believe it? It is because it is deceitful by nature. It mesmerizes and confuses the mind and it appeal, uh, and appeal to the old man. And if you don't watch it, where does that old man take you? Because the old man is heading to hell. Yeah. And that's why a lot of time when uh, that comes to mind and said, you know, if you don't want to appeal uh, to the flesh, when he attacks your mind, when temptation starts with the mind first, uh, Paul says in Philippians 4, 8, it says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there's by any virtue, and if there be any praise, think of these things. So if any unholy thought or any kind of thought that is not of godly comes to mind, memorize this verse, read this verse, or think of anything that's good. Like you hear testimony. Anything, if something that's tried to bring you down or take your thought away from the glory of God, think of all the blessing that God has given you in your life. I know God has done many, many things and blessed me many life from day to day, even from moment to moment. I mean, God is great. As long as we are willing to just think of what he has done for us and given us, um, it is there. So let me send again. Let me read that uh, the verse again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So, in closing, you know, when we become new, we live a life that is acceptable to God. When we become new, we speak what is acceptable to God. When we become new, we listen to what is acceptable to God. You know, when we become new, we watch what is acceptable to God. And I'm not talking about just 
television. I'm talking about media, also YouTube and all this stuff. And even, you know, all kinds of media and stuff like that. And when we become you, we go where it is acceptable to God. Not acceptable to us. Not what we think is right. Not what somebody says is right. When we become new, we stand for what is acceptable to God. First Corinthians 6.20, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Okay, We present our body as a living sacrifice to God. We present our minds, we present our life as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. So tonight, are you a new creature in Christ? Have you put every all that old man away, or is there still some habits that need to be washed clean under the blood? But so tonight, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ into your life yet, it's a great time to do that because He can do it. He can give you the experience of salvation. And again, if you need your deeper experiences. He can give that to you also, but you need to give yeah, your life to Him. You need to give, you need to consecrate your life to Him, wholly devoted to Him, not just halfway, but wholly devoted to God. So tonight, you know, give your life. There's no better way. Be a new creature in Christ because He will guide you. He will direct you. He will give you a, a path that is better than anything this world can offer. So um, tonight, we invite you to uh, come and pray. And the song for invitation is 198.